All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Around the Saloon. This is our episode one, the first episode of all time. So let's all crack open a celebratory white claw. How about that? <laughs> Ain't no laws with claws. We got watermelon in the house. We are uh, excited. All of us all are excited, I think, uh, for our very first episode. We have Ron Mexico here in my top left. Ron, say hello to the crowd. How's it going, everybody? Man, I am excited to be a part of this. Around the Saloon should be a blast. We got so many things to talk about. Nerfs that came out just beforehand. Uh, really excited to get into it. Up in my top right, in your red frame, we have the Tuna himself, Mr. Swole Brushy Tuna. How are you doing? Doing fantastic, Mako. Glad to be here. Glad to represent Team Swoles. We're going to take it down. The red frame, best frame, but in general, I'm glad to be here. Glad to see THL with these new awesome uh, shows here. And I couldn't be happier to be on episode one with everyone here except for Ron Mexico, of course. Red frame, best frame. All right. In my bottom left, Tuna also loud, I will adjust uh, the audio settings as we go. So thank you for telling me. Um, in my bottom left, we have Mike Lowe. Mike Lowe ran into some... Uh, some cam issues, so we had to do a last-minute picture replacement. But besides that, Mike, how are you doing today? Yo, what is up, gang? I'm so excited to be here. Um, we got some nerfs today. Uh, unfortunately, my camera seems to got nerfed too, but uh, it's all good. I'm excited to be a part of the crew. It was good. Awesome, awesome. And finally, last but not least, the man who stepped in because Booze stepped out, Jammies. What's up, everyone? I did not know that I was going to be doing this today. Um, I had a scheduled root canal that I just got back from, but I'm still confident that I can win this thing. My, the whole bottom left side of my mouth is completely numb, but I still got this. <laughs> All right. Nice. James is going to win tonight with the numb mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's went and nerfed himself beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> right, if, like, if you guys could do me fair. a favor in the chat here uh, I adjust the audio settings Does everyone sound a little better? Real quick Jamie's, Jamie celebrated the new Good. nerfs By nerfing himself awesome. <laughs> Nerf Jamie's yeah, take, take that demon hunter <laughs> <laughs> Alright so um, for those of you that aren't familiar, this is probably going to be a little longer of an episode uh, solely due to the fact that we're going to do a little bit of explanation for what's going to be happening uh, but because this is a new format of a show. Uh, is unlike Hearthstone or unlike Tavern Talk, unlike the Saloon of Ol. Um, if you've ever seen the ESPN show Around the Horn, uh, we're doing a very similar structure to that. And when I say similar structure, I mean we are copying the structure that they have and we have replaced the names with Hearthstone-related names. So uh, that is what we're going to be doing. I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about some of the topics we're going to talk about today. Um, starting off, we have Worlds that finished this weekend. Uh, that is super exciting. Sports will come after. Uh, no, this is uh, the only sport we sport here at THL is the eSport. Uh, besides Worlds, uh, we had nerfs today. 
Uh, I had to adjust some of my questions because I uh, some of my questions involved anticipated nerfs, but we had a nerf announcement a few hours before this, so we are talking those nerfs today. Um, besides that, we're going to do a little bit of THL talk. Uh, even though this is a THL show, we are not just talking THL, but that will be cropping up. Um, and then we are going to also have some kind of a little off-the-wall Hearthstone questions, a little more in my flavor. Um, but besides the questions, let me introduce a little bit of the structure of the show. If you look next to the names of all of our players, all of our panelists, right now they all have a zero. Now, if I decide, uh, you know, Brushy did a, uh, you know, answered a, a question very well, I can go, all right, Brushy, let's, that's three points worth. Right? Easy peasy. If I say, you know... Cash money. If I hear Brushy say that he should have been Batman, I can just go like this. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> now, how, do, how are the, how are the uh, points determined, you may ask? Now, that's a great question. That's a question only I know the answer to. And when I say only I know the answer to, I essentially mean I don't know. They're just going off of however I feel like distributing them today. So, um... That is, that's the plan, and that's what we're going to go with. Does Mako take bribes for points? Uh, you know, Disco, that's a great question. Before I get into our first round, uh, I didn't have time to do it because before this show, everything I had created was gone. So I had to remake everything. But part of the uh, channel points that I'm going to be editing myself because our Cough Cough content head is not doing it himself – uh, will be allowing the chat to redeem some of their uh, channel points to both add or and subtract points from our players. So uh, no. get excited! Starting next week, you can you can deduct points from Brushy if he wins this week. Whenever you feel like it, for the small sum of I don't know, maybe a thousand to two thousand channel points. We'll see how it goes. I haven't decided Ooh. yet. We'll see. Ron's we'll about see. to have a negative one million points from now on. As yeah, soon as I get it offered. I don't, I don't think you have that. Listen, many there, enjoy but... your enjoy your hypotheticals, Tuna. I'm a, I'm a hundred and one thousand channel <laughs> points, so you know. Okay, so <laughs> we are going to get started here. Uh, starting off, I'm going to give you a little bit of a uh, uh, heads up of our structure. The uh, after our introduction, we are going to be doing what is called the Mulligan. Uh, in the Mulligan. Uh, we are going to be uh, pr talking about some basic headlines that happened over the past week in Hearthstone no, or THL. Uh, all of the topics from the Mulligan this week are just Hearthstone, general Hearthstone, except for one. We have one THL topic. Um, so I'm going to uh, call on one of our contestants with with the question that I have on the screen for them after I've read it out loud, and I will let them give their take uh, from that question, and then I will distribute points, and then we will keep on going. We're going to have an open discussion here, right, guys? No mm. funny business? Of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 of course. Okay. I'm doing my best awesome. behavior. Question yeah. one, show. welcome to the mulligan. Um, your first question is, and I'm going to start it up top left. We're going to go clockwise to start. We're on Mexico. I want to ask you, did the best player win Worlds over the weekend? No. 
The best player did not win Worlds. Yarlow was clearly the best player throughout the entire competition. He obliterated Glory in the first round 3-0. He got another 3-0 right after that. And if you watch those Worlds, he drew horrifically badly in most of the games that he played against Glory. While Glory, at the same time, drew unbelievably perfect like exactly chaos strike into blade dance to dodge losing the game to actually clinch the final i'm not trying to take anything away from glory he's actually an exceptional player and i think that he deserved the recognition and the win that he got he played absolutely everything the way that he needed to but yarla constructed the better lineup played better and at the end of the day the cards did him in awesome brushy no, I, I, I agree. The best player did not win Worlds. Uh, I actually think Bloody Face, she was the best player. Her lineup, if you took, uh, they did statistics on it, her lineup wins Worlds 65% of the time. You know, she played well, she played to her outs, but her top decks might have been the worst top decks I've ever seen since Ron Mexico's last stream. Um, <laughs> she, she low rolled on so many RNG. Uh, just, it was terrible to see, but I think, I think if her RNG was as good as Glory's and just lined up perfectly... Blayface would have taken down the entire world without dropping a dropping more than two game losses. Okay, uh, Jammies, did the best player win Worlds? Glory was the best player in their Worlds match. I voted for Jarla, and I think Jarla brought the best lineup. And Jarla did play the better series in his first matchup against Glory, but when it came down to it. Um, that OTK Demon Hunter matchup that he had was definitely winnable, and he definitely did not play it to the best of his ability. Um, it is a very hard deck to play, and he had Ilganoth in his far left, which is like the worst positioning you can have for Ilganoth. Um, but in that, like, uh, you know, Frozen, Monsanto, they all came out and said that there were definitely lines that he could have taken to win that game. So to be the best player, you got to make the best lines. And although Jarla had the highest skill cap, and like most difficult decks to play, he didn't play them to the best of his ability, and it showed in his last match. Okay, Mike Lowe. All right, so get this right. At first, Ryan, Mex Ryan Mexico had mentioned that Yarla opened up, you know, with a couple three O's here and there, but um, in the end, Yarla didn't win. Glory won. Did the best player win the championship? I believe so. I picked Glory, so Glory's gonna win. I saw a lot of conversation about Bloody Face and this person and that person, but once I saw Glory as one of the people that I collect to get packs, I easily picked Glory for my champion, and I'm glad that Glory took the title. So, watching the tournament, when it's your day, it's your day. I hear a lot of things about, you know, the way cards were drawn and the way people play their lineups and who brought certain lineups and what lineup against what. At the end of the day, Glory got the win. Uh, Jamie's says they voted for Yala, and they think Glory's the best player, but I actually voted for Glory from the start, so I feel very good in that. Regardless of how the cards were drawn, Glory took the win at the end. I watched the tournament from the start, start to finish. Awesome, great points. Um, okay, enough of worlds. Uh, let's move on to, I think, the topic that's on everybody's minds as of, uh, as of probably right now. Let's talk about the nerfs. So, next question. Let's start it over here with Jammies. We had nerfs announced today, a grand total of six nerfs, uh, mainly targeting Demon Hunter and Hunter. 
Um, were these announced nerfs enough? I hear James enough. scrolling through the nerfs, I think. Someone was scrolling. <laughs> can you not hear me? No, I, I hear Or can you hear me? It sounded like someone was okay, scrolling looking for nerfs. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, they were not enough. Uh, so Demon Hunter is still going to get played. They're, like It had three archetypes. And each of the cards that they targeted was like an indirect uh, target at each of those archetypes. But I think overall, the deck is still super strong. Uh, they made things cost one mana. I feel like a lot of the times you don't even need to use that extra mana. You usually just don't play your hero power and it's still good enough to win. Um, and, you know, anytime that they miss Edwin as a nerf, then it's always uh, not enough of a nerf. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you kind of, you kind of hit the nail on the head there with the Edwin. I had a uh, turn one, 10, 10 Edwin played against me today and I was very unhappy. Um, yeah. yeah. They, they, Wait, they missed Twin Slice and they missed Skull as well. Ooh. Twin Slice, I think, is the most problematic card. Twin Slice is like the thing that activates and it's played in every single Demon Hunter deck, and that was the one card that they didn't hit. They could have done something, it's still two mana deal four damage at worst. At worst. Man after my heart with that that conversation. Brushy. Yeah. You done scrolling? It wasn't me scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say the nerfs were also not enough. Uh, you know, Blade Dance at three, you're usually not playing this until like turn six or seven anyway, so you have plenty of mana, especially with Twin, Twin Slice still only being one mana. I do not know how we have two mana deal four. That is not a card anywhere else in Hearthstone. There's been things like that where it's like two mana deal three, but a lot of things like that get nerfed. But yet, here's Blizzard leaving that card alone and not doing anything. Additionally, I think some of these nerfs actually helped. Polkek going to five, you never played Polkeld on four anyways. Like, this just rounds out your mana easier, because you're never going to play it on four, so you don't want to. So now Blizzard made it easier for you to make a better line by putting it to five. So, did they really nerf Polkeld, or just help the bad players become better players by making their lines a lot easier to do? Ooh, interesting. Interesting thoughts. Ron, do you have a follow-up to that? Do you think that uh, Polkeld was a buff? No. Uh, you always want to have a 4-mana four 4-5 four instead of a 5-mana four 4-5. That's ridiculous to say, oh, look, it helped the bad players. All right, listen, you have one extra mana, so if you're a Demon Hunter, you can press the button, or you can play an Intrepid Initiate or a Battle Mage or something. Like, it definitely hurts to have Polkelt go a little bit worse. What it really hits, though, is Highlander Hunter. They hit Highlander Hunter hard here, and it makes me so sad. It hurts my heart. They hit my brand, and I just... I, I don't know why they they came after Hunter like that. Hunter is not the problem right now. Demon Hunter is. Uh, I got to piggyback on what Jamie said a little bit here. Skull didn't get nerfed. Twin Slice didn't get nerfed. Edwin didn't get nerfed. These are the major problem cards in the meta right now. So yeah, they did some. And it can't be overstated how much they actually nerfed Aggro Demon Hunter, which was getting to be kind of a problem. You know, uh, Voracious Reader at three hurts that deck a lot, and that's significant. But as far as overall impact, I mean, they're just making other things better now. Like Shaman gets better, Rogue gets better. Um, we're also maybe just going to see Warrior like still kind of, hey, I'm not really worried. They never touched Risky Skipper. We're cool. We can still do the ridiculous armor things. Yeah, uh, you know, as a Warrior player, I'm pretty okay with what has happened here today. Uh, Mike Lowe. 
All right, so uh, I'll answer your question. That was not me scrolling looking for answers, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so were the announced nerfs enough? I don't think so. Um, for me, anytime they nerf Demon Hunter, uh, another new form pops up and it just takes over, whether it takes a few days or a few weeks. Uh, ever since this class has come out, uh, this class pretty much embodies 2020, man. Like, the whole year has been crazy. This this whole Demon Hunter class has been nuts. Uh, to ride Ron's coattail, I don't understand why they came after my boy Rex. I don't know why they nerfed Bran. Like, what's wrong with Vikings riding dinosaurs? It's pretty messed up. It's so messed up. I see Doolin posting on Twitter talking about making an even, uh, even Hunter with Bran now. It's just crazy. So they wrecked that card. Uh, Blade Dance is odd. Dreadlord's Bite is not. So I think those two will swap. With Polkel being five now, um, I feel some people are going to try this out. I'm talking a little bit of Wild because your boy's playing Wild and streaming Wild over here. Polkel can pull uh, Leroy off the top if you set it up right. Um, Twin Slice should have got hit. Skull should have got hit. Uh, going forth on this topic, obviously I'm riding coattails of other people, but I feel like those are the major cards that should have got hit. So that's me. Uh, I, I have a follow-up question for you. Why, why do you think the Blade Dance nerf was odd? No, I apologize. I don't think the nerf is odd. I think it's very effective um, based on how the card is used in standard and, the, and what it can pull off. What I should have said to be more clear is Blade Dance now costs 3 mana, so I feel like it can be used in an odd deck. That's um, what I should have said. You're thinking from a wild perspective. Yeah, I apologize. I, I I didn't set up my my uh, statement right. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Okay. Makes makes a whole lot more sense. Like we had a looked like we had a couple of confusions in the chat as well. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh. No, I, I apologize. Yeah. Okay. I apologize so about that. Keeping on the topic of uh of the nerfs announced today. Next question. Let's start down here with Mike Lowe. Uh, follow up from what you were just talking about. Which will be the best deck and or class after the nerfs? I need to get rid of the anticipated because we've already they've already been announced. But Mike, let's start with you this time. So for me, the best deck and or class I fully believe will be uh, Libram Paladin. I think um, the things that happen to Demon Hunter, it's going to take a minute to kind of figure out how to get back on track. Uh, not really a minute, more like 30 seconds is Demon Hunter. Right now, I really look, I, I love playing Paladin and Standard. Um, I actually play it off stream, even on stream wild. Uh, for me, nothing comes close. I just love playing that deck. Um, that's all I got. Paladin. Paladin, Paladin, Paladin. Uh, Brushy, what are your thoughts? It, it is clearly Rogue. Rogue, once again untouched by nerfs they still have the most broken card that we've seen in hearthstone in a very long time i think the only card to be in every world lineup whether it won or lost um you know edwin's still here we have cards that make us play 10 10 12 12 edwin's on turn one now with like a breeze with foxy we have world kick rogue that allows us to just generate a billion things against super long control decks how do you how do you actually stop this deck we have a one mana card that removes creature for playing a billion other cards for the turn, which is what Rogue just wants to do. We have the most broken draw card in all of Hearthstone right now. One mana draw four. That's nuts. How do you how do you honestly like come at this deck week in and week out and think that like, yeah, I'm gonna have a good chance against them when they just see their entire deck so fast and they're able to just put like 2020s and 3030s on the board on you on like turn three, turn four. Mm, I'm gonna have to duck to your point there for saying 2020. Jamies <coughs> 
Best deck or class what? after the nerfs? Some bull. <laughs> The same as it was before the nerfs, the OTK Demon Hunter, dude. So they they nerfed two cards for this deck, and it isn't really a nerf. Brushy said it earlier, you don't really play Polka on four, and so the extra mana is not going to really matter. Blade Dance is important for the deck, but it's not going to, like the one mana nerf, again, like it's they didn't change Twin Slice, so it's not really going to change the uh, the effectiveness of that card as an AoE. Um you know, people are going to learn more about the deck because Jyla played it. A lot of people are going to give up early on it because it's a really hard deck to play. I'm sure anyone that watched Jyla play was like, you know, why is he doing that? Why is he making that play? Like, even professional players who are experts in that deck said that he took some lines that they wouldn't have taken that got him to the point. But even he messed up when he was playing it. So it's it's the best deck in terms of what you could do with it and how you can win with it. But it won't have a high win rate. It'll probably stay tier four from all the new people that will try and play it and fail playing it. Yeah, uh, as a as a control player, uh, OTK Demon Hunter is not very fun to play against from the Warriors standpoint. Brushy, I deducted you one more point for complaining about losing. Yeah, oh my god, not losing a point. Hey, uh, how about I give ten subs? Do I get some points for this? I give you ten points if you give ten subs. Run. Yeah, boom. There you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Rigged. Wow. He said at the top of the show he's accepting bribes. Here's my bribe. <laughs> Ron, thoughts? He, Rushy loses points left and right. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? I Dude, I really I really hate to agree with Tuna, and I'm sad you called on him first for this one because the best deck in the meta right now is going to be the same as it was pre-nerf, and that's World Kick Rogue. Just watch a little bit of No Hands Gamer stream. Uh, this deck is insane right now. It is incredibly strong and i feel like jammy's kind of undermined his own point talking about otk demon hunter being the best deck in the meta but also being so complicated that everyone's going to throw with it which kind of makes it not the best deck in the meta you have just a little bit of a lower overall i think total skill level when it comes to playing perfectly on world kick which is very complicated in and of itself you have so many things that you can do to get on board, fight for board, and generate ridiculous amounts of resources. You've got your secret passage that can give you refill for just damage and pressure everything that you need. And this deck does extremely well against almost everything. There is one big problem, which happens to be Warrior is right now one of Rogue's worst matchups. But if Paladin is on the rise, like Mike Lowe is suggesting, then Rogue is going to be great. And if, uh, if there is a concentration of warrior that's probably kept in check a good amount because if i wasn't saying rogue i was probably saying shaman and shaman kicks the crap out of warrior right now so that should really help rogues bad matchups and boost it even further into the top of the meta uh jamie's yeah do you have any response to that but i do like okay. the the deck can be good and the people can just be bad at playing it like no one ever called patron warrior a bad deck because it was hard to play for a long time everyone called that the best deck just you know just because you don't play it well doesn't mean it's bad it just means it has a high skill cap so i think if you play all these decks the most optimally which is what we should look at when we're talking about best deck best class if you play you know otk demon hunter the most optimally then I, you know i in my opinion, it'd be the highest win rate deck. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, we don't have the data for it because 
even the best Hearthstone players can't play it the most optimally. Okay, so difference of opinion on the definition of best, whether it's best stats at the end of the day, win rate wise, or best like objectively if everyone's playing perfect. I got you. All right. Uh, Mike Lowe with the additional three points for making me laugh from your your comment and chat. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, bring in the heat, baby. Bring in the heat. Hey, Should've if you can't if you can't buy your points out. like Brushy, then you gotta get you gotta get them somehow, right? Um Last, we're going to move on to our last question for the Mulligan phase, and uh, we're going to transition a little bit outside of our general Hearthstone uh, topics and more into a specific THL topic. Now, uh, Battleground series is uh, close to finishing up its regular season. I don't know how many weeks we have exactly left, but we're close to finishing up the regular season, which means playoffs are uh, coming up. Playoffs. Playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, <laughs> Not a game. <laughs> All right. We, uh, I have one question for you regarding Battlegrounds today, and that is who do you think are the Battlegrounds series sleeper playoff contenders? All right. He wants it to start off. Let's give it to him. Ron, what do you think? All right, so Battlegrounds <laughs> right now, uh, there, there are two teams that are up at the very top, and it's Hoppa Bear's team and it's Lil Nenko's team, and they are crushing. They basically like locked up playoffs, so when it comes to fringe contenders or who the sleeper team might be, you have to look at, because it's top six make playoffs, uh, so you're going to be looking at, I think it's Genie in a Bottle. Not only do they have an outstanding name, but they've got Itachi on that team who has been underperforming so far, and he's starting to pick up momentum. Coles is already leading the team in points, and they have Swaybe as one of their team members who's a really good BG streamer. I think this team is right on the outskirts of playoffs, and all it takes is one big week, which is all they have left. I think they're going to punch their ticket. I don't know if that was you sucking up to me because I'm captaining that team or not, but uh, great points. I literally didn't know that you were captain <laughs> of that team. <laughs> Most people probably don't because I don't play Battlegrounds. I just wanted to captain the team. Uh, let's move on to Mike Lowe here. Mike Lowe, who do you think are the Battlegrounds series sleeper playoff contenders? Okay, so admittedly, this will be my weakest topic, and it's okay. I think in life you should always admit what your weakest strength is so that when it's time for your strongest strength you bring in the heat so i just want to shout out some of my friends that are in this tournament right here you know hopper bear uh you know we got mako over here appreciate you bro i see neji over here I like neji uh it's mike v it's me mike v he's my dude so um like i said this will be my weakest i just want to shout out all my friends who are in this event period what's up y'all you get points for feeling the love there uh jammies yeah, so uh, as a member of the uh, worst-performing team in the <laughs> Battleground series, <laughs> I think I, I'm a high authority on this. And uh, um, it, in my opinion, I think the team that will sneak in there is the Lil Rag Raiders, solely because I think Neji Boston is actually insane at the game. So, you know, 62, I think, is actually like a bad performance by him. I think that he could do a lot better than that. And I think that with him leading the way for his team, they have a really solid shot of making it. Um, and that would be like the sleepiest of sleeper picks. And as someone who knows a lot about sleeping comfortably, uh, <laughs> I feel very comfortable about that pick. Okay. 
And uh, last but not least, it kind of looked like he didn't really have much of an answer, so I saved you for last. Uh, Brushy. Uh, <laughs> sleeper playoff contenders for Battleground Series. Hit us with your hottest of take here. Three words. Three words. For the boys. Sneaking in the playoffs, and I'll tell you why. Diamond, I know he's 4K MMR. Beginning of the season, wasn't doing too hot. Recently, he's been doing very well in these Battleground uh, matches. So he's been picking it up. Based also started picking it up recently, too. So your bottom two players on For the Boys are picking up some mad heat. And they're going to come in here, and they're going to crush this final and steal this fifth seed slot here in the final weeks here. Dabs, German Shep, they're going to keep doing what they're doing, leading from the front. But Base and Diamond, they've been... They've been doing some good work, and they're going to come in here and sneak in at this last couple of weeks here. Okay. Awesome. Well, we have finished the mulligan. We have thrown our cards away. We have gotten new ones, and we are moving on to the actual match. Uh, after our first round, we have Rod Mexico with 23 points. Brushy Tuna with 22 points. Uh, albeit he did buy them via subs. So you said you were taking bribes. I'm I, using my outs. All right. <laughs> this is a one-time thing just because we had the train going. Uh, then we have Mike Lowe with 19 and jammies with 21. It is a very, very close game right now. Uh, reminding the chat, the winner of our episode stays next week, and the other three will be kicked to the curb and will not be here. We will have three new panelists. If you are curious, just because these have not been announced, uh, the panelists for Around the Saloon include Donde, uh, Brushy Tuna, Boozasaurus, Jammies, Mike Lowe, Raw Mexico, uh, Marty B, Markshire, and the lovely Steffi. So we will have three others next week in one of the uh, gentlemen you see on your screen right now. So moving on to our second round. After this second round, the two players with the highest points will stay, and the other two will be muted until the end of the show. Uh, the second round is aptly named Face or Trade. So, in face or trade, I will be giving our contestants uh, short questions, and they will have to tell me if they are going face or if they are going to trade and a short explanation as to why. This is more of a rapid-fire round. This is not as long of a explanation round as it was last time. Um, whenever they say they're going face, that means that they are agreeing with the statement uh, and whenever they say they are trading, that means that they are denying the statement. Never trade. So, Never nonetheless, trade. Uh, your first question I'm rewording because I had it worded wrong. Um, so I'm just going to keep talking as I'm typing it right now. <laughs> and here we go. You're all lovely. All right. You too, Marco. Okay. Okay, your first question slash statement. HSA will fall off this season uh, after going from playoff contender to championship team to uh, championship contender in the past three seasons with the same lineup minus one person each season. 
Um, HSA has been one of the uh, most consistent top-level legacy teams in the past uh, past few seasons. And I it, I do seem a little biased, but I think it's kind of hard to argue from those statistics. Uh, let's start up at the top right. I keep saving him for last just because it's fun. But we'll start here with Brushy Tuna. Face or trade, HSA falls off this season. I'm always down to go face. I like going face. But this time, I'm going to go trade. It is literally impossible to go against HSA. They've been in the playoffs just about every year since they've been a team. They get, they're being led by the most successful captain or tied for the most successful captain in all of legacy history in Sage. They have four out of five returning members. Their number one seed is the most OP person I've ever seen in THO, and she get a nerf herself based ink. All they did was really change out their five seed. This four out of five are still the same, and four out of five, I don't know too much about Shark Bake. I know she just joined last THL season, but four out of five of these members on HSA are fantastic players. They do very well. They're kind of overstated in the, in the four seed there with 334 in the four, but, you know, that's how it works out when you got a 50 PR. Uh, but, I mean, once again, you have Sage as your captain, and this man, all this man does is win championships. How can you ever count on HSA when they have Sage leading the way? I knew you were sucking up there. Mike Lowe, <laughs> HSA what? falls off this season. Face or trade? No, I, I gotta, I gotta go, agree with that. So I'm gonna go face. Ooh, Definitely gotta go face on that. Why, that. why, why is HSA falling off this season? Oh, I, no, 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 I'm sorry. Did, did I say it backwards? No, no, no. HSA is not falling off this season. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> why is HSA oh, not falling? Because, because, because trade. That's why. Uh, 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 the word trade. Sorry. Get me off there. <laughs> It'll take a second <laughs> to get used point. to. But why? Give us the why. So, um. I believe, you know, chemistry, consistency. You said that four out of five players are coming back based on the skill level of the players on this team, the history of the team, the things that they accomplished. I don't see anything changing here. Um, there's my argument. Based on the skill level? I see what you did there. Hey. <laughs> Shut up, Ron. Okay. Hang, hey, you know, hanging out around Ridiculous Hat, you know, you, you figure out how to do the wordplay and work it in there like magic, baby. <laughs> Uh, Ron, face or trade, HSA falls off this season. Come on, man. Me go face. All right. Listen, Ooh. HSA is going to fall off. And by fall off, I don't mean that they're all of a sudden going to be bad. That's ridiculous. Just HSA is still going to be good. Okay. But HSA last season was illegal. Okay. They literally were not allowed to bring back the same team because the PR didn't work because it was too unfair. And I'm sorry, four out of five are returning, but who's the fifth that's not returning? Oh yeah. Doing the guy who like literally didn't lose all season long. Oh, you're replacing mm. him with a 50-year PR player. Like, no hate on Sharkbait. I've actually heard great things, and she's going to do well in the five, I'm sure. But she's not going to do as well as doing in the five, because that's literally unfair. So HSA went from odds-on favorite, I can't believe they're not going to be in the title game, to, yeah, they're probably not going to make the title game. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, per personally biased standpoint not a fan but non-biased standpoint good arguments jammies uh i'm gonna go face here i'm looking at the silver conference and it's just stacked with teams you got amber flight gaming you got dad legend you got the flame pimps which is by far the best name that i've heard in a while <laughs> and you got the hot zilfs like it, it's just like statistically like they they are definitely one of the top teams in legacy unfortunately so many of the top teams got put into silver 
So just like I don't even think looking at this that they have a good shot of even making the playoffs. And if that's the way that I'm thinking, then I have to say that they've fallen off this season or that they will fall off this season. Okay. Uh, next question. I'm going to give you one more point there. I'm just uh, editing our next question. Uh, our next uh, topic, we're going to talk about Dad Legend. So we're going to stay on the topic of legacy. Dad Legend won the championship last season over HSA uh, for the Legacy Series. So my uh, my statement for you fellas is Dad Legend wins back-to-back Legacy Championships, winning this season's uh, Legacy Championship after winning last season's. Mike Lowe, let's start with you. Face or trade? Sorry, my stream is a little delayed here. You're good. Okay, Dad Legend wins back-to-back. Okay, um, I agree. So let's go face. Why? Look, let's go face on that. So the reason I believe Dad Legend can go back-to-back, um, I'm looking at their one seed, you know, Honest. Uh, he's one of the best players that I've gotten the pleasure to speak with. Um, very, very high, intelligent person. Uh, Yellow Dart, me and Yellow Dart, me and Yellow Dart go back to the Dad Legend days. Uh, Yellow Dart's an OG. I'm looking at your mom, kid. I came across your mom kid last January or so when I was putting together the Hearthstone tournaments. Uh, very high skill player, um, and I just it just caught me off guard because I never saw this username before. And the skill that he was playing at in such a high level, it, it just impressed me. So to see him in THL, uh, I'm not I'm not surprised that he was on their championship team. And a player like that in the three will easily help them get back to the championship uh, match and a victory. Uh, Dusharmo. I met Dusharmo through THL. Uh, Dusharmo comes off as a person where it's like, you don't really want to mess with him. You want to be on his good side. Uh, he comes off as a really cerebral type of person and player. So I I would not want to put any money against Dusharmo. Um, I got to ride out with that team there. I'm not familiar with the five seed, but looking at the top four, I, I would put my money there easily. Okay. Uh Ron Mexico, face or trade, Dad Legend wins this year's legacy or this season's legacy championship as well. Man, this pains me. Me no go face. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna trade. Uh, I I just look. Dad Legend is also a really good team. They're coming off a title, which is fantastic for them. But there's 24 teams in legacy this season, and this this roster's good. They're definitely good. Your mum kid, all he does, it seems, is win titles. I want a legacy championship with your mum kid on my team, too. That man is amazing. But uh, I can just list uh, just a few teams right off the bat that I think are almost certainly a better roster than than dad legend and uh like i'm just thinking swallows that follows hsa foolish madmen f2l red golden common pod people all of them i think beat dad legend in a straight up uh match one-on-one i i think this is a stronger legacy field than it was last season it's a harder field to get through and a one in 24 chance uh putting it just like the question is right do they repeat as champs no way Okay. Yeah, something you don't think about. We have upped our team counts uh, this season in Legacy to the highest team count we've ever had, which is 24 teams. So, you know, even if you have a strong roster, you have a, a lower chance just in general of getting to that, that championship uh, match just with the amount of teams that you, you know, that, that are in the uh, Legacy series this year. Um, Jammies, face or trade, Dad Legend wins back-to-back. 
Ducharmo entering the uh, the roster is a a big plus as well. Any thoughts on uh, that addition? Uh, I don't I don't have any thoughts on that addition because it doesn't really change my mind as to what I think is going to happen here. Okay, I said hard no. I'm clearing the board. There's nothing left. Oh. oh. Um, <laughs> oh, can't just man. disrespect your armor like that. Ooh. I'm gonna need a Y I'm, right now, and I'm gonna need a stat. I'm about 4K. to list. I'm about to list all the teams that are gonna do better than Dad Legend this season. Sir Finley Squires, Swallows that follows, Foolish Madmen, Amber Flight Gaming, Chaos Theory, HSA, Hot Zilps, Mergle Mergle, and Prep is for Rogues, dude. All these teams, I guarantee, will have better seasons than Dad Legend. It it's a Again, it's kind of the same thing with that as HSA, dude. Like, Silver is by and far the hardest team in this division. And it just so happens that Yellow Dart happened to low roll and go into the same division as me. And we're both in the two seed. Here's a quick fact. In local and online play, I am undefeated against Yellow Dart. Yellow Dart has never beaten your boy here. Ooh. And that's a, that's a fun little stat. That uh, he likes to bring up, but since I'm on TV right now, I guess I can bring it up. <laughs> okay, yep. <laughs> Gotta use your airtime correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good job. All right, Brushy, take us home here with uh, with Dad Legend. Face your trade. Right. Dad Legend is a bunch of two twos, and I have a Baron Geddon on the board. Dad Legend's not even gonna touch playoffs. They're not even gonna be a consideration in playoffs. No way they make anywhere of a playoff push again. Flame Pimps. Way stronger team than Dad Legend. Hearthstone Academy, way stronger team than Dad Legend. Anoil team, I think also is just way better team. I Amber Flight Gaming. The entire Silver Conference, I think Dad Legend is honestly the worst team in the Silver Conference, which is saying a lot because they're still good on paper. But the Silver Conference, I think, is way too strong, and Dad Legend is going to get smacked every week, week in, week out. Dad Legend doesn't even touch playoffs. I don't even know if they have above a 500 win, winning game rate uh, this season. And additionally, I want to go at Ron, who said HSA is going to fall off and then proceed to put him in his top five of great teams in uh, Legacy this season. So what is it, Ron? Are they going to fall off, or are they a great team? Damn. I said, I said literally in my description of them falling off that they were the odds-on favorite to win the title. They're not anymore. That's falling off. All right. I have to right. deducting Brushy for the mute and deducting him for uh, bringing back a question that's not the question we're currently on. Uh, so moving <laughs> on to the- <laughs> Moving to that. <laughs> hey, Brushy, you gotta realize, man, if Donde's not on camera with me, I gotta make fun of somebody. Uh, moving forward to the right. Uh, or sorry, I'm looking at my screen. Transitioning to our next question. Uh, Cinderella's story of our our last pro series season, um, which was uh, season four, uh, was due process. So yeah, you just have that on the screen. Sorry. Uh, Due process started off kind of really slow. They started off at the bottom. I think they lost their first first match or first two matches, um, and they slowly started to climb their way up uh, into playoff contention to the point where we were rooting for them to uh, squeak into that fourth spot in the playoffs. Um, now, they didn't make it. They actually missed out on playoffs in pro last season by, I think, just a couple of points, if not one point. I think it came down to the last match. So my question for all of you is, this season, does due process make the pro series playoffs? Let's start up uh, at the bottom right here with Jammies. 
they had a valiant effort, and unfortunately, they got edged out by uh, my team, F2L, uh, right at the end. Um, and I think as much of an incredible run that they had at the end of last year, I just can't see it happening again. Like, we're talking about pro here, like, you know, per- professional, semi-professional players. And while their team, if you looked at it and you said, you know, this would be a really good legacy team, I just can't see them winning out in pro series. There's just too many stacked teams, too many stacked, like, comps of people that, you know, have a lot going on and don't have to worry about practicing law. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that they won't make the team this year the playoffs. Okay, Mike Lowe, I, I feel like you got something to say here. Face or trade, okay, due process um, makes playoffs and pro. Uh, they make the playoffs. Okay. So we're going to face. We agree. All right, why is that? Okay, so uh, one thing I always believe in is uh, hard work and training. Um, I Small fun fact, I actually used to play semi-competitive basketball for a little bit of living for a little bit of time. And um, I was the kind of player where, you know, I got to wake up early and leave the gym last. So when I hear Jamie say that this team right here will struggle because they're in a stacked league of play, leagues-based series format of players that will, you know, not have to try as hard and, you know, practice less. I know Dr. Bomb from playing uh, Wild Alpha. We made the finals. Every single week, we got counted out. Me, him, and Sheep went back to the lab. We did our training. We came back, and we won our matches. We, we ran all the way to the finals. So knowing him is on the team, knowing Mr. Python is on that team, when they hear this and they hear people talking about them, they're not going to make it back. I know these guys. That's going to fuel them. They're going to train three times as hard so that now the training plus the skill in the game will all come together and they're making the playoffs. Okay. Uh, brushy. Face or trade? Do process makes playoffs in pro? Trade. You didn't make playoffs last year in pro, and now pro is arguably two to three times stronger than it was last season. You don't have a chance of squeaking by. All these new teams that we got in, Sugoi Red, Sugoi Black, uh, Circle the uh, Cirque the Soul Fragment, Glock Gora. Like, there's too many good teams that are now in here. And we still got the great ones from last season of High Prize and For the Boy um, and Bad to the Bone. Like, those teams are right now the playoff teams. And you didn't make it last year, and, and they, they kind of came close. But now you have a competition of five new teams that are on, on par with bad to the bone and hype horizon, there's just not a chance. They can't do it. If you if you couldn't make it through on the field last year, it's gonna be almost impossible to make it through on this field this year, unless you just get the Smeta just hits you perfectly and you just run the table. But I'm trading. They're not making playoffs. Okay. Uh Ron, you are our last person to go here. Face or trade, due process makes playoffs. Oh, I'm going face. All right, listen, I love that Tuna led off his argument by listing a whole bunch of teams that are in the other conference than due process. All right, due process is in pink. If they were in black conference, I would tell you there's no way they're making playoffs. All right, you look at the pro roster and you've got like a who's who of like top 200 legend players right now. It's ridiculous. But it just so happens that most of them are in black conference. 
Uh, I'd say that due process that is, a is a little bit too fair, but you know what? Boolean and Bombed are both pretty good, even though they had sub 50% win rates in pro last season. They did lose FBM too. Rice Bowl is a new addition who's really good, and you know who absolutely dominated is the duo of Goose and their other returning player whose name literally just escaped me. Oh yeah, Mr. Python, who's like top 10 legend right now. Uh, this team is still kind of scary. And most importantly of all, they're playing in the pink conference and it's going to be, I think, just thin enough for them to squeak in. I think they barely get there. Um, but one little slip up and they don't make it. So, uh, you know, due process, watch this VOD and make sure you pin Jammies and Tuna's comments and get yourselves to playoffs. Okay, I'm going to let Re uh, Brushy rebuttal here. Before I do that, Brushy, I saw you asking why you lost points. You lost a point because Ron called you out for, uh, for talking I called about, Ron out last For talking about teams in the wrong conference. Brushy, I'm letting you rebuttal here. All right, Ron, let's name some teams that are better than them in their conference. ATK mode, Pumlock and Loaded, uh, F2L, NPH, Faction. They're not getting through. They're still not going to make playoffs. And those, all those teams, all five that I just named, they're the top playoffs. So due process has got to get in there. They're either got to beat uh, Faction or ATK mode, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So that's what they got to do, and that's still a tough hill to climb. Hey man, you're just you're just listing teams at this point. This is why you <laughs> play the I game. Didn't name, I didn't name Corrupted Clown Fiesta. I didn't name You didn't name Popeye's chicken sandwich, which is actually one of their biggest competitions. But, but like listen, <laughs> they they are going to barely make it. I'm not saying that they're gonna just charge into the playoffs. One little slip up and they don't make it, but you're you're telling me face or trade, I'm going face. This team has enough juice, they can make it, and I think they will. Okay. Um we have one more. One more statement here for um, for our face or trade round. After this last statement, the two players with the most points will stick around for the final round. Uh, so this is your last chance to get any points here before you could potentially get eliminated. So, uh, Brushy, I will do you a favor. Actually, no, you don't have the least points. Mike does by one. Yeah. Mike, I'm going to do you a favor and let you start off so you have the best chance to get a potential rebuttal by the end since you are in last at the current moment. So uh, we're going to loop back around to the nerfs uh, that just right. got announced, okay? Um, I have an over-under question for you. So um, this is still, you know, that face or trade kind of round, but I'm not looking for a face or a trade. I'm looking for an over-under. So my question mm -hmm. is, we are going to see more nerfs within two weeks. So I want you to tell me, will we see nerfs after two weeks, over two weeks, or will we see more nerfs under two weeks, within two weeks? So, Mike, I will let you start off here. I don't see any reason for nurse to be coming in the next two weeks. So I fully believe if more nurse happen there to happen after 14 days from now. I don't think we have nurse within the next two weeks. We have the 19.2 patch coming out tomorrow. And then people have to play the new cards or the cards that got nerfed or buffed, however you want to look at it. 
and then from there we will reset the emotional calendar uh, the emotional roller coaster and then people can decide what card bugs them and then we'll go through that again so that will take at least 14 days so outside of two weeks easily not even a question uh we had a good we had a good um good uh point brought up in chat so i'm actually gonna let you do another um talk a little more here because uh holiday is coming up in like a week or so so i'm actually going to yeah. reword this question um so i'm going to reword this to a month because i did not think about holiday so uh more nerfs within the month so will we see nerfs by january 14th okay so i'll start over after tomorrow when we get the 19.2 patch um the patch that updates uh you know vikings riding dinosaurs and all that cool stuff i don't think by the date that you just stated, we'll see another nerf. I believe um, when we get the patch tomorrow, it's going to take people time to decide which card and which combinations bug them outside of Edwin because he's been around for about seven years. Shout out to Edwin. He's wearing that Rona mask. That's relevant for now. I don't see us getting a nerf within the next 30 days. I think if and when they come, it'll be after that. Um, even if that, because we have the 35 card set coming sometime soon before the next step, so when this uh, balance change comes tomorrow, I think the cards will be what they are. The team at uh, Blizzard will work on what they're doing. The community will do what they're doing, complaining or not. And then we'll have the 35 card set. And then if there's a nerf, something after that. All right. Uh, Ron Mexico. All right, first off, it's funny to me that Blizzard did with nerfs basically the same thing that's like the most classic Blizzard. They just made it more expensive. Uh, so we are, we're going to see almost certainly no nerfs uh, in a month from now. They're going to wait and see. They're going to let things settle out and play out to see how the community responds to this. And also, there's going to be a mini set that's coming pretty soon. And I feel like they're going to anticipate that that also changes the meta a little bit. And they're just going to want to wait uh, to see how the mini set will impact the meta uh, before they decide to do any additional nerfs. They don't want to overtune or undertune anything right now. And they already just went in with six cards. That's a lot of cards. And that's going to be, I think, enough to influence their decision to just wait for definitely longer than a month for things to settle down. All right. Jammies. Uh, I think something that some of my fellow commentators are forgetting about is that they also introduced new Battlegrounds heroes and new Battlegrounds minions. And I think a lot of those cards are going to be nerfed. Like, I looked at the power level of some of them and just, like, even Nazoth's ability looks insane. Like, the ability to copy all destroyed death battle minions, like, that's definitely going to get nerfed. Um, as far as, like, standard, like... The next time we're going to see a nerf to standard is going to be in April when the whole set rotates. I don't see anything out here, uh, you know, changing any time with standard. I think if they would have done anything with Edwin or anything else with all of the other Demon Hunters cards, like, they would have done it by now. Okay, good good point. I didn't think about Battlegrounds, uh, Battlegrounds balance changes, so that was very uh, <laughs> smart thinking there. Brushy, you didn't seem too happy about Jamie's pointing that out. No, yeah, I was... I was so ready. I had this whole spiel ready, like, oh, they didn't, they forgot about this other half of what got announced today, BGs. And then here comes Jamie saying exactly what I was going to say. I was like, no, like, he got me. But I'm going to do you one better, Mako. All right. We are going to have nerfs in a month. And I can tell you, we're going to have Alakir removed from BGs. 
because so you get divine shield wind fury and taunt on a big minion do you know what all these minions here that just got released today do what they all buff taunts or they all do something when something with taunt gets gets attacked or attacks or kills something right so alec here is about to become disgustingly strong because their hero power just makes all of these cards insanely broken and insanely overpowered so they're going to take alec here out of the pool probably like let me look at calendar here january 12th alakir will be removed from the pool the hero pool because he'll be way too strong he's about to become tier zero and crush every bg's lobby if you have alakir in your lobby you just quit we're gonna have a nerf alakir is gonna get removed reworded refixed re-put back into bg's and then maybe he'll be good but blizzard's not so good about putting heroes back in that after they get removed they get put back in and they're kind of garbage when they get brought back in so this is might be your last month if you like alakir and bg's you gotta you gotta play him now because he's about to be removed from this lobby for a good time because these cards are just way too strong with him. <laughs> uh, Agent Pobe there uh, with with the good thought, uh, Brushy. If if Alakir gets if Alakir gets uh, did you say removed? Yeah, they they're gonna remove him, rework him, and then put him back in later. If he gets removed within a month, and this has been clipped and it's shown to me by that uh, episode, whichever it is, January twelfth, whatever that Monday is, I'll, I'll start you off with five points. Man, <laughs> <All right. laughs> someone's gotta forget though, so it's fine. Oh, I'm gonna forget by tomorrow. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Uh, does anyone Mike, have any last things to say? Mike, you sound like you're about yes. to start. Go ahead. Um, I will remind you on episode four to award Brushy. Oh, no, it's episode five. No, it's six. Never mind, Brushy. You're not getting the points. So this no. is what I want to say. Um, respectfully, because it was a very smart and engaging point. I noticed that Ron Mexico received four points for the statements he made. But at the same time, I do have to say that his statements did kind of mirror what I had said just a few minutes before him. But I had only earned two points. So just wanted to put that out there. If Ron, okay. uh, if Ron's going to the next round, so whoever he takes on, I feel like whatever he might say will be similar to me. So more power to Ron. <laughs> okay. I, I love your, your parting words on your way out the door, uh, Mike. Okay. Nice job. Mike, I tell you what, I'll give you two point, extra points there. You're still... You're still not in top two, but you did finish yeah, about brushing. If anyone, if anyone is wondering uh, how my point structure is going, it's just me clicking the up arrow whenever I hear a point. And it's a random, I just want to say, I gave the random, hottest take. I'm supposed to be the hottest take show. It's actually, no, Jamie's gave the hottest take there. You just followed it up with the same take and acted like I you gave, had the idea as well. I, did you not see how I reacted? Anyways, I was mad. Uh, Anyways, I, the hottest thing. I, I gave a date, a hero. Anyways, um, I, I have to mute him. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, points are also randomized, so um, we're here for fun, uh, but we do have to say goodbye to two people. So last thoughts here. Uh, you will have a chance at the very, very end after our winner gets their 30 seconds of fame uh, where you guys can talk or whatever you want to say. Uh, but last chance to say anything before we move on to our final round with Ron Mexico and Jammies. Mike, do you have anything to say? Check me out Friday night. I'll be doing the THO Wild Reveal show, 9 p.m. I'll be here. 
All right. Mike will be back for the Wild Reveal Show at 9 o'clock Eastern on Friday on uh, the same channel you're watching right now. Uh, Brush, anything you got to say? Sorry, we can't hear you. Okay. Uh, they will have a chance to talk at the very end as well. <laughs> but we do have one more round, and it is a face-off between uh, between Jammies and Raw Mexico. Um, this round aptly named Duel per the Paladin class card. Uh, our two finalists will have a chance to give their side of a question, and then the other person will have a chance to uh, respond to that, that that person's point. And then we will swap where the person who responded will go first in the second question uh, for the second one. We're going to alternate here. So uh, your first question for your dual round, I'm going to start on my top left with Ron, who's in the lead. So Ron, will we see... An org team or a THL team win the Pro Series this season? Uh, to clarify, will we see a team like Attack Mode or um, Swagoy or uh, High Horizon win? Or will we see a team like For the Boys uh, or um, uh, Popeye's Spicy Chicken Sandwich? One of those teams made up of solely THL players win. Hey, that's an easy answer because Hype Horizon is going to repeat. So, yes, that's going to happen. Like, Hype Horizon is a monster team full of unbelievably strong players. And uh, this field oh, is God. insane. There, there's going to be uh, probably a lot of uh, competition among the other org teams, too. <laughs> the points are going crazy. I, but, I was um, trying to reset it to zero because I had forgot. So, uh, it went way I'm like, too man, far you down. really disapprove. Way okay, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I just think, like, here's a team that just wire to wire, they were seemingly the team to beat all season long. They just reloaded the same roster, and it's a bunch of just monsters that I think are going to show up and repeat. And even if they don't, the fact that you know there's other orgs out there boosting the chances of that happening i think just make it even more likely it's it's going to be org team for sure that wins pro okay uh jamie's response yeah that this is what i had written down that exact answer is what i had written down hype horizon and i can go into why this is you know they they beat us in the finals last year and we won an unfavorable and felt really confident going into the finals and then we were just crushed like, we didn't even get a chance to play our final game. We were out by then. So, you know, first, I, I have firsthand of, like, how threatening of a team they are. And even though it's so much more stacked in pro this season, even though Popeye's Chicken Sandwich is looking mighty fierce with uh, Bobby X, a, uh, a, a North America champion qualifier, like, on their team, like, I just, I just think Hype has too many good people on their team. Okay. Uh, let's swap now, Jamie's. I'm going to let you talk first here. Um, our second out of three questions for our dual round, uh, deals with hero series and a team that on paper looks absolutely stacked. So that team is a Gungan us among, uh, will they dominate hero series this season? Uh, I was looking at their conference and I just don't see where they take L's. It's just it like how much better they are than everyone else in Orange Conference is ridiculous. 
it's their their top three dudes are all five fifties, and all of them are more are like significantly higher than five fifty. So it just feels unfair. And then you add Scritch at one eleven. Like and I don't I, I don't know who Robocats is, but I think you could throw in my cat. Like I, I have two. You could throw in one of mine. None of them are robotic. But you could throw mine in, and I'm pretty sure that this team would dominate the Orange Conference. <laughs> okay. So the four players uh, on uh, a Gungan plus your cat wins Orange. I like it. Uh, Easily. Ron, response here for Jamie's about a Gungan us among. The most fun team name to say because I feel like I'm going to say it wrong every time. <laughs> I'll just call him Agua. It's easy. Oh, but, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Crap. Okay. Ex- excuse me? You're telling me that this team is going to dominate the toughest conference in Hero? Are you kidding? First, you have the uh, the amalgamation of Wild Aces and Challenge Stoners, the two teams that played in the title last season against each other with Wild Aces winning. You have four of those players combined on Tonk if you are corny, which happens to be in the same conference as a Gungan Us Among. You're telling me Jess, Dardar, Avi, and Molstar are going to carry this team against all these players? You're telling me that Neji never takes a game off Dardar? You're telling me Atomos never beats Avi? You're telling me Marty B can't ever beat Molstar? Uh, you're saying Scritch is what, going to beat up on Mako in Servants of Yogg-Saron? Like, I'm sorry, but Orange is actually insane. If it was any other conference, yeah, I might actually go with, okay, you know what, Agua, uh, they they maybe just take down all of Hero and dominate. But dominate is a very important word to use here. It's going to be tough for them. I'm not saying they're not going to make playoffs, because they are. And they're one of the top two teams in all of Hero, absolutely. But dominate, I don't think so. It's going to be a little bit tough on them, because outside of just three incredibly strong players, which, you know, a lot of other teams are duplicating that strategy. They have Scritch and Robocats in the four and five. Robocats uh, is a good player, but he also dropped out early last season, and it might happen again uh, if he doesn't want to play or something comes up to where maybe they need to make a change. And Scritch, uh, he's got a solid THL pedigree, but he's a 111 PR player trying to hold down the, the field against a stacked four field? I don't think so. Uh, this team is not going to dominate. They're going to have a bit of a tough time in a crazy conference, and they're going to they're gonna make playoffs feeling like it was a little bit rougher than they expected. Jamie, do you have anything to say back to that? I don't think that it's highly unexpected that these, this team will consistently win four games each week, and they'll average 18 to 19 points each week. It's just like just looking at those three guys. I I wouldn't be surprised if they each won ninety percent of their games and then they carried their team out of the orange. Like I'm sure that they'll pick up a loss here and there, but I'd be genuinely surprised if any of these dudes lost more than two. Just looking at like how like who they have to play. I just think that they're so dominant and that they're such good teachers too. I, I know Aviously is a really good preparer. So, all right, all right. I Hold on, though. Tell me, tell me the best player ever in THL, and show me their ninety percent win rate. Uh, Brasky, and he was close. Not ninety percent. Just because Brasky, you don't Brusky. have to be ninety percent lifetime. Brusky, yeah, sorry, Brusky. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Brusky, if you're watching. I'm just saying, ninety uh, yeah, percent of their games for three players was your point, not mine. I'm just countering it. 
Right, right. For one season. I'm not saying that uh, 90% has happened uh, in one season. Across multiple seasons, that's harder. But I think in this kind of meta where it's it's less balanced, but, uh, you know, more, I think it's more skill intensive than it has been. Um, I definitely think that the good players will win more often than not. But the good players are playing against the good players because this is Hero Series. Right. And, and they're just better. That's, I mean, I'm, I told you, I'm looking at the roster for each team. Among Agua just has the better roster. One to three. We can debate four to five, but one to three, hands down, they have the best one, two, three. Yeah, but this is a game of five players, not three players. So four and five is actually pretty relevant when it comes to getting over the top. So uh, when it comes down to it, uh, you're talking about dominating the Hero Series. I don't think that's going to be an accurate description of how Agua's season is going to go. I'm saying, like, domination from your top three players, and then you get, like, a 50% win rate from your four and your five, that's domination. You're winning no matter what conference you're in and no matter how other teams are performing. Does this include the throw from your cat in one of the seats? <laughs> oh, yeah. 100. <laughs> Dude, my, my, my cat is the best animal hurtling player. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, we have one more question here for you on our dual segment. Uh, this is your final question of the show, uh, and this is going to be your final uh, uh, question to see who determines the winner. We have uh, Ron right now at 12 and Jamie's with 11. Uh, Ron does get a start off uh, on this question, uh, and this question involves a card that... Uh, um, has been around in the past few metas. I, I passed two metas because um, it was introduced last set. Um, and it's seen quite a lot of play. Not in every deck, but uh, in the decks that it's played in, it's seen a lot of play. Uh, as in, it's been played a lot of times. So my question to start off with Ron is, should Pinflinger be nerfed? <laughs> Penflinger is in and of itself not actually the problem. The problem, as always, as it always has been in pretty much all of Hearthstone, is typically caused by a game being broken when cards become zero mana. There aren't really classes that super exploit Penflinger nearly as much as Paladin does, which it does through discounting Librams, getting them to zero, getting more zero mana things, and consistently going off with Penflinger. And that's the real thing that makes it such an issue. While Penflinger itself can be irritating and can contribute to like uh, you being able to win in some ridiculous ways, that card itself does not need to be nerfed. The Penflinger voice line, on the other hand, maybe we could have a specific squelch option for the card itself. You know, like if you're fast enough, when they play it, you click on the card, you real quick, like right click and squelch it so that you don't hear its voice line anymore. That's the real change that the community needs. Okay, Jamies. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Ron on this one. You know, we saw Penflinger a little bit in Demon Hunter before this set came out. And then as soon as better cards came out for Demon Hunter, like it was rotated out of the set. So I don't think that uh, that Penflinger is necessarily the problem, much like infinite resources and zero mana cards are. Um, I agree with the voice line. And even though Hey Loser being repeated 10 times in one turn really hurts my self-esteem, I think the denial, the denial from this man every time he comes back, 
wasn't me. Like, I, I, I see you doing it, man. You're the one doing it to me. Calling me a loser all the time. I don't appreciate it. You know, if you're going to call me names, own up to it. I don't appreciate it. It wasn't me. She caught me banging on the counter. <laughs> wasn't me. All right. Whatever. You're supposed to say it, but it's fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> That could have been your tying point, but no, you decided not to say it afterwards. Uh, that is our last oh, question. It? Yeah, oh yeah, it's a little too late now, but uh, that's our last question. And with that, squeaking in with one point uh, for the win and our dual round, Ron Mexico uh, is your very first. Um, Sorry, I had to fix something. Is your very first around the salute winner, meaning Ron Mexico will be back next week. Now, we do have one more segment for you, but uh, what this last segment is, is this segment is aptly named Lethal. Uh, and in this segment, Ron will have uh, about 30 seconds to say whatever the hell Ron wants to talk about. Ron can talk about um, how much... You know, how much better of a Batman he is than Brushy ever could be. Ron could talk about, um, you know, how how he's not actually from Mexico. He could talk about his stream. Ron has this 30 seconds to a minute to talk about whatever Ron wants to talk about. So, Ron, everybody is muted. You have the floor. Take it away, man. You are the champion. Well, it feels good. You know, honestly, the main thing I wanted was just for Brushy Tuna to get last, and he did, so that's fantastic. I'm sure he wants me to talk about him, but I'm not going to spend that time here. Uh, honestly, THL, I, I just want to say how much we all really appreciate this community. You guys are amazing. You give us such a great opportunity to have so much fun. I hope you enjoyed the first show. Uh, there's a lot more fun stuff coming up. I happen to be hosting Hearth Center, the new edition of it, tomorrow on on this very channel at 9 p.m. So please make sure you tune into that as well. And uh, what can I say other than we love you all. We hope that you tune in to the community tournament that's coming up this weekend with myself and Brushy Tuna. And uh, thank you again so much for coming out. All right. Uh, everybody has been unmuted. Oh, finally. You're out and you may speak. Uh but yes, like Ron was talking about, um, sorry, I'm trying to fix these points. Like Ron was talking about, we have revamped our content side, as you can see on your screen right now. And that includes the uh, other talk shows that we have uh, being Hearth Center on uh, tomorrow and then um, Tavern Talk on Wednesday. So tomorrow for Hearth Center, Ron, do you want to give the people kind of a lowdown on what's different with uh, Hearth Center, how it's different than the previous kind of talk shows were at this time? Oh, absolutely. So I'm really excited to be bringing you guys Heart Center tomorrow. Uh, we've actually got a revamp where we are covering all five series. We're going to start off because not all of the series are underway yet with a season in review for the four series that we had prior to introducing Battlegrounds. We'll be talking a little bit about the first week of Hero and 
the battlegrounds lead up to playoffs and then we're going to be really excited to start bringing you full seasons of all the other series once they get underway we're going to have a rotating panel of uh of hosts as well uh we've got experts for each series and i just can't wait all right, so Heart Center is kind of like the <clears throat> the recap show that we'll have, and you're recapping all of the series, right? You're picking a couple of uh, a couple of matches from each series and going over those. Yeah, for actually for the first week, we get to pretty much cover every match in Hero because uh, you know the, all the series haven't gone underway yet. But as True. of week two, we're gonna have you know more series, and we'll be highlighting matches to cover as far as a recap and just going over each series as a whole. Yep. So we have uh, we slimmed down our content a little bit. We've eliminated our Thursday night shows. So those are match shows. Uh, so tomorrow on Hearth Center, you're going to. But outside of outside of tomorrow's Hearth Center, starting next week, you're going to see Hearth Center is your recap show where they're going to talk about everything that happened before the current week for all of the series. We're not doing any dedicated series shows anymore, so you won't have a wild specific show or a hero or legacy or pro specific show. Um, and then on Wednesday, we will have Tavern Talk, and Tavern Talk is the reverse. Tavern Talk is going to be previewing um, all of the uh, upcoming matches for the week for all the series, but they're going to be picking out just a couple of matches per series. Obviously not picking, obviously not covering every single match in every series that would take all night. Um, and I believe one of the shows also is doing highlight clips, not starting this week, obviously, because we don't have much to highlight, uh, but here in the next couple of weeks, is that yours or is that Tavern Talk? Sorry for highlights of yes. the previous week. Yeah. That like uh, um, like actual on stream that we're doing on stream highlights, right? Like play highlights. It, it, it remains to be seen because we have five series to cover. There's a lot of feeling out the timing of it. Gotcha. So it's it's a potential segment that we might be able to feature. But first, it just depends on, you know, how how timing works out. Gotcha. All right. Um, any last second thoughts from anybody in the uh, on the panel for today? Yeah, um, I would like to also say um, for this week, Friday night, um, I will be joining um, two very high-level players, NHL fan and Corbett. Me, Corbett, NHL fan, Friday night, 9 p.m. on this channel. We're going to be doing the uh, Wild Series Awards and Team Reveal. Uh, currently, we have 14 teams. It's going to be two conferences, the Green Conference and the Brown Conference. Uh, we will be splitting up the 14 teams into the two conferences using the Wheel of Doom. So be there Friday, 9 p.m. Nice. Awesome. And uh, um, NHL fan, that's um, Marty B, correct? They say Marty B. Yeah. Yeah, Marty B. Apologies. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah, he. they switched their name, uh, and I always forget. I always mix up NHL fan and Neji Boston, and I don't know why. It's probably because they both started <laughs> in and they joined at the same time. Uh, Breshi, any last second thoughts? You're the slow clap. Congratulations <laughs> on winning by plagiarizing everything. My All right. Jamie, any last second thoughts? Uh, <laughs> you got to stop Thank you for the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing more of these. Uh, hopefully, if I get invited back. Um, but yeah, c congratulations, Ron. Um, 
and uh you know good good job everyone else i thought we kept it really light really fun and uh yeah hope to be back yeah well you'll definitely be back you're one of our rotating panelists um hope so <laughs> yeah so next week uh we're about to we're gonna head off here in just a minute uh next week you'll find ron mexico returning uh hopefully to start his ken jennings jeopardy run on around the saloon uh, but you will not see Mike Lowe, Jammies, or Brushy Tuna um, unless unless we the other panelists can't make it. Then we'll invite one of them back for a week, another week in a row. Um, instead, you'll see three of the following names. I don't know who's going to be on yet, but just to kind of give you a little bit of anticipation, uh, you could be seeing the man, the myth, the legend, the content head himself, the Dome Day. Uh, you could be seeing uh, board member extraordinaire Mark Shire. Uh, you could see Mike Lowe's uh, co-host for uh, Friday's Reveal Stream, Marty B or NHL Fan One. Uh, you could also see um, Steffi, uh, Swagoy's Steffi on as a panelist. Um, and then... Uh, I'm missing. Oh, booze. Booze was supposed to be on today, but someone was having their roof redone above their head. So you could also see booze. So three of those people will be on next week, uh, along with Ron to defend his title. I will not be one of those panelists because I am the host every single week. So you're going to have to be stuck with me. I will be here every week in and week out deducting Brushy's points and muting him whenever I feel like it. <laughs> so uh, with that said and done, uh, thank you for watching episode one. Oh, wait. Of Sorry. One last thing to say. Um, I, I just I just want to say uh, Jammies is, is too gracious to mention, but he totally would have won if he hadn't nerfed himself. <laughs> oh. out, the root out. <laughs> from winning this. Okay. Well, I still have no feeling, by the way. <laughs> uh, with, with that being said, thanks for watching. Uh, we will be back next Monday with episode two of Around the Saloon, where we will be uh, we'll be talking the impact of the nerfs because we'll be a weekend from nerfs. We'll talk about week uh, some some takes from week one of Legacy and Pro. Um, and then where we're at with our other THL series. And we'll probably talk about another, we'll talk about maybe one or two non-Hearthstone uh, uh, topics next week, just for funsies. Um, maybe we might talk about hot dogs and whether or not they are sandwiches. So, with that being oh said, God. have a great night, and we will talk to you in a week's time. Brushy, I need a thumbs up. There you go.